I have a secret to tell you. There are so many lessons and hacks I have learned over the years while being a social media manager, and I am now realizing how much I would have benefited from knowing all of these secrets from the very beginning. But alas, I have learned and developed my social media management skills over time as one naturally does. But today, I want to give you a little bit of a head start, a little bit of a jump ahead, because I want to share with you all of the secrets that I have learned so that you can apply them to your own Instagram and business starting today. These are my best social media manager secrets, the Instagram hacks, the pros don't want you to know. So keep on listening to find out what they are. Welcome to the Creator Club Podcast, produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club Podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or 1 million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Before we get into it, I have to give a massive shout out to the review of the week. This review is titled So Helpful and it reads, this podcast is so, so helpful when it comes to tricks and tips on social media marketing, how to grow, how to use hashtags, etc. I'm honestly shocked it's free. If you are a new creator, this podcast is perfect for you. Thanks, Katie. Thank you for writing that super kind review. Reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts really, really do make a big difference when it comes to the growth of Creator Club. The more reviews and ratings we get, the more effort that we can put into this podcast to keep providing this value for you week after week. So thank you so much for that kind review. If you want to get a shout out on next week's episode as the reviewer of the week, then go head over to the Apple Podcast app, leave us a review, make sure you include your Instagram handle in the review if you want a shout out and leave your name so I can say thank you. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think of the show. I really, really appreciate it. Another housekeeping note before we get in to the content, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who reached out last week to let us know there was an error in the upload. Obviously, that was super embarrassing for me if I'm totally honest, but I know that I can always keep it real and transparent with y'all. So for those of you that happened to catch the unedited episode of the show going live, now you know what it's like when I'm recording. I repeat things. I say lines again to make sure I do them correctly. And sometimes really loud trucks drive past my window. So that's the reality of it. So if you heard that, sorry for the confusion and thanks for letting us know we were able to get it corrected. 
on Wednesday. So anyway, if you started playing last week's episode and you were like, this doesn't sound right, it's now corrected. You can go back and have a listen now. Everything's edited. And yeah, thank you for your patience with that. Just know that I will now never be able to go back and listen to the unedited file again because I will be way too embarrassed thinking about how all of you heard that. Um, But yeah, I really appreciate y'all. The Creator Club community is just so kind and forgiving. So thanks for being chill with that. It's corrected now and I'm going to be a lot more careful about selecting the correct file when I go to publish these episodes. So anyway, Those are just the housekeeping notes of the week. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you for always being kind, even when we make mistakes. And that being said, let's get into the social media manager secrets that I want to share with you. The first thing, and honestly, probably most important thing when it comes to being successful as a social media manager or content creator online is to start off by leaving the imposter syndrome behind. Per a Harvard Review article published earlier this year, imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. It disproportionately affects high-achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Can I tell you a little secret? I experience imposter syndrome all the time. Even now, being the founder and CEO of a successful business, having over 100k on YouTube, and building a community of over 24,000 folks on Instagram, even with those numbers that would have blown my mind just a few short years ago, I still doubt myself all the time. Honestly, even reading out my notes here to you and saying I have a successful business I find difficult because of the psychological blocks created by imposter syndrome. Here is what I have learned about this and what I recommend to you to be able to slowly let go of that imposter syndrome feeling because yes, I still struggle with it. I think it's an ongoing journey. You're never going to fully escape it, but here's what I've found to kind of help me work through it. The number one thing is don't pretend to know everything. It's an impossible task, but that doesn't mean that you're not an expert. Just because you don't know everything, even in your field, doesn't mean that you don't have knowledge worth sharing. Where were you a year ago? Do you know more now than you did then? Well, then you probably know more than those who are still where you were a year ago, and there's lots of people on that journey. So remember, that is who you're directing your content to. Just keep investing in yourself and your business by reading, taking courses, enrolling in workshops, etc. Maybe you want to take a content planning workshop like the one that we had last week, which by the way, we actually have made it available for purchase if you want to catch the replay because we know a lot of people didn't get a chance to sign up that were interested in the content. So you can go check that out at creatorlymedia.com if you came live. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, but yeah, if you're interested and you missed the chance to register for it live, you can go check out the replay on our workshop. Or maybe another option, you want to take a graphic design course so you can freshen up your skills and provide even better content to your audience. There are so many ways to continue to develop your skills so that you're always learning and always developing. And just try to remember that as much as it's easy to focus on all the things that we don't know or all the ways that the other people we see online are better or more educated or like more successful than us, just remember that there are probably just as many people thinking that about you because once again, they might be in your position that you were in a year ago. So it's all about perspective and just try to 
kind of have that thought in mind when you get absorbed in imposter syndrome and you feel like I'm not good enough. I'm not skilled enough to be a social media manager. Just remember that there are people out there that will benefit from your skills because they will be less experienced than you. And you do have something of value to offer. Nobody's perfect. Everyone's always learning. So don't try to feel like you need to know everything or advertise yourself as if you do. Just focus on what you do know and doing that well. The next thing that I really learned that you need to do as a successful social media manager is being in the know. The social media world is ever-changing, so it's important to be aware of all the new features, updates, and algorithm changes that happen over time. There are a few ways you can make sure that you're always aware and keeping up to date with the changing world of social media. First of all, you can sign up for newsletters. You can join the newsletters of social media platforms or the various tools that you use for your business. For example, YouTube actually has a partner update newsletter where the YouTube team will send out updates and optimization tips via their weekly email. Just make sure you have the email notification setting turned to general product updates in your YouTube profile settings. That's how you can sign up for that. So once again, that's just go into your profile settings and turn on email notifications for general product updates. Another great newsletter to join would be the one from Later. Later is our favorite scheduling platform. We use it for our clients. It's also where I schedule my personal content. It's where we schedule the creatorly media content. And I know a lot of the folks on my team who are content creators use it for their content as well. It is just super, super well-liked in the social media management community. In my opinion, it's the best scheduling platform. The thing that's really cool about Later is they actually offer way more than just their scheduling platform. They also have a blog that has a ton of really great information. They also offer a newsletter that is trusted by over 1 million Instagram marketers. The Later newsletter will keep you updated on trends, tips, and tricks twice a week. So that is a really, really great way to know about new updates. Like Later is always going to be letting you know about the latest changes to any of the features, any algorithm changes, they're going to be aware of it. So that is a really great place to go for information to keep up to date. So then you can then in turn keep your clients up to date about the latest strategies. Another method for staying up to date with the latest trends is following Instagram accounts. So basically it's using the same method, but instead of just newsletters, you're also following these accounts on Instagram. If you're using Notion to plan your content like I do, then you can follow Notion on Instagram so that you're the first to know when a new update is released. Or again, following later on Instagram is a really great way to keep up with these updates. Of course, there's also a lot of great educators in the space that are not only keeping you up to date with changes on these platforms, but also interpreting them for you and letting you know how this might change your approach. For example, we try to do that over on the Creatorly account. Basically, what I would recommend is just brainstorm a list of all the social media platforms and tools that you use for your business or like places that might post helpful content, even if you don't use later definitely recommend following them and just make sure that you check out their newsletters or their Instagram accounts so that you can keep up to date with all the latest changes to platforms, their algorithms and trends. Of course, like I said, you can also follow us on Instagram for some occasional updates, tips, hacks, and more. Something else that I've realized along this social media manager journey, which I wish I would have known sooner is just that quality really does beat quantity. It's important to post with a purpose. Don't just post for your clients or for yourself for the sake of posting because you promised yourself a certain cadence or a certain frequency and you feel like you need to live up to that. 
Posting frequently can give you more chances to be seen, but the more engagement you get on one post, the more likely Instagram is to show more of your posts to your followers. And that's going to do a lot more for your business than just posting super frequently. So if you end up diluting your content with posts that aren't performing very well or just aren't that valuable, you're going to end up doing more harm than good to your marketing work. An article from Talking Influence put this very well, saying paid partnerships often receive a higher level of engagement as the creator has a larger budget to put into their content, meaning content is more creative and their community engages with it more. So imagine if you took the extra time on one post as if you were being paid to create just that one post, making sure that it's super creative and has a really great concept. Think of the results you'll see from that post rather than spending that same amount of time spread across five different posts. Of course, you definitely still want to post frequently and be consistent, but make sure that you're being consistent on a schedule that works for you and focus on creating quality. Another lesson I've learned along this road of social media marketing is to not be afraid to change things up. We all have heard the phrase, don't fix what's not broken, but it's not always about fixing. It's about changing or adding to your current strategy because, you know, it might not seem like it's broken, but you also don't know the potential that you have for increased results. This is why your analytics are so important. So here's a good example. We were reviewing the analytics of one of our clients last month, as we do every month at our monthly strategy meetings for our Instagram clients. We had posted two different quote graphics for this particular client. The information and topic on the quote graphics were equally inspiring and helpful, but the designs were completely different. One of these designs had an engagement rate of 1.1%, whereas the other post had an engagement rate of 3.5%. The design with the higher engagement rate was way more unique and stood out a lot more, so we decided to do away with the other style and focus on this more unique, sort of creative style of quote graphic with the higher engagement rate, and it's really paid off in our posting since then. So that's why it's important to try out different things and see what resonates most with your audience and then don't be afraid to change it up and go forward with that thing that has worked more effectively for you. Now, of course, don't forget about the basics. Yes, it's important to pay attention to the analytics and make changes to your strategy where needed, but that doesn't mean that you should remove you know, the everyday things that you know are going to work. Have you ever heard of the term of getting scissor happy? <laughs> this is where you're cutting something and getting a little carried away and you actually end up with, you know, a piece of fabric that's smaller than what you originally needed. So try not to, in this process, get scissor happy when you're making changes to your strategy. Don't cut things back so much. Like, you know, I have sometimes been known to do with my wardrobe. You end up donating all these clothes because you're like, I'm bored of them. I don't wear them anymore. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't even own a white t-shirt. So don't get too carried away with this. Make sure you keep those standard basic things that always deliver for you, but also don't be afraid to try new things and change it up. Another lesson I have learned in my social media management journey that has probably been one of the most impactful things for me is to repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. Yes, I've talked about repurposing before and you might be thinking, this isn't a secret. People talk about this all the time, but it's really the how you can repurpose tea that I am spilling today. We have already talked about how you can repurpose content over multiple platforms. We actually have an entire 
podcast episode about this called the secret to saving time with your content strategy across all platforms. So go check that out because that really gives you like a step-by-step look at how you can do this. And it's probably one of my favorite episodes, but how you can repurpose content solely throughout your Instagram account that's another secret. So that other episode was all about like taking content from other platforms and making it work all across social media. But here's how you can approach doing that just within Instagram. So here's the secret. You got to find one strong topic and create multiple different post formats on that same topic or concept. Is your mind blown with how simple that is? I know it sounds so basic, but you'd be amazed how much time this saves you when you're planning your Instagram content. We have actually been using this strategy for one of our clients. We'll come up with a strong topic, do extensive research on it, and then create multiple formats of content. So like what I mean by that is maybe a carousel, a quote graphic, and a reel, all using that same research. So before, when we were trying to do really in-depth, high-value content, we would come up with a concept and essentially do like the same amount of research you would for like a high school essay on every single Instagram post. And that would take us so much time. But what we realized is different types of followers enjoy different types of content from their favorite accounts. So you want to actually, you know, get that information out to more people by spreading it across different formats. So what we would do is do a bunch of research on a certain concept or idea, and then we would present it as a graphic carousel, as a quote, and as a reel. And that way, everybody gets to see that same information. Like it doesn't get thrown away so easily. And it just makes the whole content creation process so much faster. And of course, you can spread all that content out within like the same month or two months. You're not going to have one week where every post is on the same topic, but it's just different formats. You're going to mix and match throughout the month to make sure that there's variety and doesn't feel like too repetitious. You might worry that, you know, you're showing the same content to the same people, but honestly, it's not the case. Like people do not have that long of a memory. If you post a reel of a certain topic one week and the next week at the end of the week, you have like a graphic carousel about it. People aren't going to remember. So it's all good. Here's a little bit of an explanation in the algorithm of why that is, why you don't have to worry about bothering people with too much repetition. According to a talk from Instagram's Thomas Dimson, the Instagram algorithm reorders only the new posts between your current visit and your last visit when you log onto the app. So for example, if you scroll through your Instagram timeline at 11 p.m. and then check in again at 9 a.m. the next morning, Instagram would sort only the posts created in between 11 p.m. last night and 9 a.m. this morning. So they could be in any order depending on basically how well they've been engaged with, how interested Instagram thinks you're gonna be in that content. So this means that your followers are very likely to miss your posts if you know they haven't been logging in a lot recently, they're not scrolling to the bottom of their feed. So really by repurposing your content into different formats, you're just providing them multiple opportunities to see that valuable content. So it's not gonna feel too repetitious to them at all. Another factor in this is just that different types of content are more or less digestible to different kinds of people. And no, I'm not talking about the food you had for breakfast this morning. I'm referring to how we all digest content. People prefer to digest content in different ways. Some people prefer reading, some people prefer images, and a lot of people prefer videos. By creating the same content topic in multiple formats, you're feeding all of these different types of people in the way that they like best.
Another big lesson that I have learned from the social media marketing biz is you need to automate and create systems for everything that you can. This is something that I'm still working on in my own business. Automation and systems reduce time, effort, cost, and manual errors. Here are a few ways you can start automating your business and your Instagram. First of all, you can schedule everything. Like I mentioned previously, we use Later to schedule all of our Instagram content. You can also use Later to schedule your Facebook posts, tweets, Pinterest pins, TikToks, and more. If you have a YouTube channel, you can schedule your videos. If you have a blog, you can schedule your blog posts. If you can schedule it, schedule it. You will thank yourself later. Another great tip is templates. Have you noticed you use the same system over and over again? Create a template for it. If you are using any project management system like Notion, Asana, or Trello, you can create templates for all the processes you do each week or month so you don't have to recreate it every single time. You can also create on-brand Canva templates for your own Instagram posts. Do you send the same email over and over again to clients or brands? Then template it. It'll save you so much time. Appointments are another thing you can automate. Are you offering discovery calls to potential clients or maybe you're meeting with brands to discuss potential collaborations? Instead of going back and forth with your availability, you can send them one link where they can book a time with you even when you're asleep. You don't even have to send them an email to make it happen. They can check in on your calendar at any time of day. You can set the days when you are available. And once someone books that day or time will disappear, so you'll never be double booked. We use Dubsado for this. That's our sort of client management system. But you can even do this directly through Squarespace. And now a lot of other platforms have these services as well. Calendly is a really popular one. It is a super great way to make things more efficient and you'll spend so much less time sending emails back and forth trying to find times that work for both of you. The final lesson that I've learned from my time in social media management is that the bottom line is, well, the bottom line is important. Your Instagram is a business and so you have to remember to treat it like one. Yes, we want to be creative, we want to build community, but at the end of the day, Likes and comments don't put food on the table, so you need to make sure that this is profitable for you. So here are a few things that I do to ensure that that's the case for my business. Weekly bookkeeping. Do you have some sort of bookkeeping platform? QuickBooks is an easy to use platform that can help you track your transactions. Doing this weekly helps me make sure that I'm keeping things accurate, so there's no more scratch in my head on what this charge was for or what that invoice was from because it's all recent. I keep up to date with it so everything's accurate. The next one is doing a monthly tools and service audit. What tools and services are you using for your business? For Creatorly, we use Later, Canva, $1.80, Vidyard, Lynx, even more than that. Honestly, it would take me forever to list everything. I would recommend that you take the time each month and make sure that you're doing a little audit, which just means deciding if you truly need that tool or service that you're paying a subscription for and make sure, you know, is it actually providing value or do you think that you could run your business without it? And that might be a way to cut back on costs. It's so easy with subscriptions to kind of let them get away on you to keep paying for them, even if they're not super necessary. So just take time each month to check in and make sure that you're not paying for more than you need. And the third thing is to create monthly financial goals. Figure out what number you need to reach your goal profit margin. And once you have that amount set, you can make an itemized list of what you need to do to reach that goal, whether it's a number of clients that you need to sign on or a certain number of packages you need to sell. 
You know, do you need to land a brand deal or two? Or do you need to hit a certain amount in affiliate marketing? Or do you just need to book a few new clients? Make your list and push really hard to achieve those goals each month. By figuring out exactly what that number is and what's going to add up to that number, it's going to be way easier to figure out what tasks are involved to actually making that happen. Really, the biggest secret of all of this that I've learned through the social media marketing world is that you need to treat your Instagram or any other social platform you're running like a business. If you're building your Instagram with the purpose of growing an online business, treating it like a true business will set you apart from the rest. I hope these tips helped open your eyes to how to not only grow your Instagram, but to grow your social media marketing business. And as always, we're open to any questions you have. We'd be happy to answer them in a future podcast episode. So feel free to reach out to us at Creatorly Media on Instagram, and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.